0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place
1: first 2019 this is the wrestling inc podcast monday night raw i'm glenn rubenstein joined by matt morgan and raj Geary. Lot to talk about tonight street profits wrestled uh we saw who their mystery partner was we had somebody uh, get a shot at the universal title and unexpected challenger and notably as uh, many people are talking about on social media matt did you notice tonight first night on raw in quite some time without a single women's match or women's segment no promos from becky or any of the female uh, versus female feuds i, I d-
2: definitely noticed it it f- you, you you feel the impact of it actually as a fan now
1: yeah yeah, yeah was different
0: we were talking about it before uh, a lot of the raw stars are in australia so charlotte flair the Kubuki warriors uh they're all in australia so um. um becky was you know becky's around but i, I guess She's not really in a, a feud right now. So I don't know. Maybe they just decided not to use her.
2: I was listening to some other podcasts and I was listening to some other people's opinions. And one of the opinions that popped up was, it's pretty ballsy too when you think about it in or 2019 saying something like this. But it was that the shift to having more women's wrestling on the show could be a contributing factor, they felt, toward the the, the ratings drops. Um, And I was just like... I, for me, as a fan, I'm not saying this because it's go women and everything like that. It's not, that's not what I mean. As a fan, I think it's done nothing but add. I think their characters, yeah. especially Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Sasha, even though it's Jack and my gimmick, um, they have <laughs> the most uh, layered characters. Like that, you have your you can stick your teeth into their characters. Actually, you know who they are, what they're about. We get frustrated with Bailey from time to time and what they're doing with her. But such is life with WWE with being annoyed with everything else they usually do wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean you, you remember back in the day on Impact when Gail Kim was feuding with Awesome Kong and their segments would be it the was, highest rated on the show. I went out in the crowd to watch those matches.
2: That's how good those were.
0: Yeah. I, I mean I think over and over, if it's done right, you'll you'll see that that's just a, a cop out and you right? know there's some help, there's some guys that just you know, they hate women's wrestling. So I didn't get it.
2: Um I just, yeah, it was weird. I thought tonight's show was awesome as far as uh, featuring, uh, you know, how am I saying it right, Humberto? H- Humberto Carrillo? Yeah, I thought that was a great feature for him. But in the back of my head, Pessimistic Matt is going, well, let me see. We've seen Cena versus Cesaro for a huge coming out party like this. We've seen um, countless, uh, what's his name, Ali, uh, all these different talents get these great shots of opportunity, and they do their part. They get over in that match. They become what we assume is going to get a push with from it, and then nothing happens. It always fizzles out because nowadays these damn creative team members do not know how to get young talent to the finish line mm-hmm. when it comes to getting over. And know what that is? It's called wins, W-I-N-S. They need wins. Mm-hmm. And That's where they fail us. So tonight was great, it was exciting, but pessimistic Matt was in the back of my own head going, you (laughs) know, this will be nowhere a month and a half from now.
0: Yeah, from, oh, sorry, go ahead, Glenn.
1: I was going to say, do you think, Matt, because I thought for Humberto tonight, this could have been his John Cena ruthless aggression moment against Kurt Angle, except the stench of Seth Rollins and the, all this stuff beating Bray at Hell or, or uh, Bray not winning at Hell in a Cell people chanting We Want Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse. I think Rollins has cooled off so much that the crowd tonight was expecting Bray to show up and it really put Humberto at a huge disadvantage.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all truth to what you said, the
0: match was still really damn good. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, if you just watched that and you dubbed in crowd noise, it would have been awesome, but yeah. it was quiet, you know, it was quiet throughout that match and I felt like this show you see what Paul Heyman's doing. You could see him like really trying to feature some new young talent, really push some new young talent up. And you know, when he did that back in, you know, or the early 2000s with Edge and Eddie and Benoit, uh, it took time because tonight not many people felt like stars on this show. And it and was even, a, it was a long show of a lot of people that aren't over yet, but they got to get there. Even then though, Raj back with the
2: SmackDown comparison with the, the Curse Benoit, Eddie, all of them, Ray They all, at one point or another, Vince still saw money in all of them at some point or another. He might not have agreed with them being main eventers right then and there, but he saw them down the road being main event talents, especially Edge. He always loved Edge. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know what I mean? So they can still – now I don't see him seeing that in any of these young guys.
0: Yeah, same here. There's not any of the guys tonight I I could really see Vince being like, we got to put the rocket strap on them. Hopefully I'm wrong. The Street Profits, you know, of all the people that came across as stars tonight, I thought the Street Profits did the most. <laughs> uh, followed, I mean, obviously, Ric Flair just blew everyone away, uh, but the Street Profits and, you know, the guy who's supposed to be the biggest star in the show, Seth Rollins, thought his match was the quietest. It was. I was happy.
2: I- I dug what he did, though. I yeah. love guys that go out there and are so confident in themselves that they're willing to get another young, a young gun over. You know what I mean? Even when mm-hmm. themselves are currently not really that over, and they're fledgling and they're treading water in the deep end. Yeah. So All he's right. like confident in himself.
0: Yeah, it's like it's the old school formula. They did the, like like Sting and Ric Flair way back in the day, like in the late '80s, where <laughs> yeah, the new guy comes in, you know, has a competitive outing, and it, and it makes a star. I just I think the louder crowd reaction for Humberto, and I think if Rollins was more over right now, uh, you know, it have would help
2: more. But just be clear, if that was John Cena. He would have eaten him up alive. Cesaro was a very special case. Cena then started changing course when he saw what was happening. And they started hiring talent that could really work and work circles around him. And he was going to be having to make money with some of them, like AJ and them, and maybe Joe one day, and all these young guys, these other talents that were coming in. He needed to really shape up quick and stop eating people alive. And then he started doing the U.S. title uh, challenge. And then everyone loved John, because what was he doing? He was putting over all of our favorite talents. Sammy, Sammy,
0: Kevin Owens. It was smart, smart, but I didn't
2: like how long it took him to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, so I want to dissect a lot of tonight's show because there's some things that happened tonight that make me wonder, was this because of a new change in mentality or they're doing something different? Or as Raj pointed out at the top of the show, so much of the rosters in Australia right now that tonight tonight we had a real Lucha division with, with some movement happening there and some long-term development and planning and Sin being put over. I mean, is that sowing, uh, planting the seeds for a long feud and some real action there? Or again, is it just that, well, the rest of the roster wasn't available?
2: Yeah, unfortunately, pessimistic Matt saying the latter.
0: Yeah, just they needed to get, I mean, it was more of a showcase from Andrade, not really to, you know, they did show that nice video of Sincar Cara and El Paso and everything, but ultimately he was a guy to put over Andrade.
2: And I would argue it's still because they were all in Australia.
0: Well, there actually the only guys uh, from RAW that are—it's mostly just the women in Australia. The women, uh, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, that uh, eat up time on the show that this match
2: wouldn't have been scheduled for probably, well, because there'd be two, or four, two to four different women segments for certain. Yeah, or if yeah, that's true. For a match, this match wouldn't have made air.
0: Yeah,
1: it was interesting. I'd forgotten that Sin Cara has been gone for such a long time.
0: What happened to him? He was injured, and he's no. been he's been ready to return for a while. They just he's had a rumble, right? When you uh, he's had quite a few injuries over the year. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what this last one was. But uh, we, he, we all know who he is, right? Uh, 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 I'm forgetting his name. You mean his real name? It's not he, Mystico. No, definitely not Mystico. They who it replace him, which is yeah, Hunico.
2: Hunico. I'm sorry, Mystico was awesome. I love Mystico.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Glenn. hey zero was I was, I was like I was, like Matt was gonna launch into this this love letter so it wass like mystico he's adorable rewatches his stop act saying and- that
2: damn word
0: Glenn <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're doing it on purpose and it's freaking weird it's uncomfortable
0: Kyrie Sane is adorable mystico is not adorable <laughs> dude
1: <laughs> Humberto Carrillo's dimples are adorable oh, wrestlers man. big tough bruiser wrestlers are
2: not adorable stop hurting their gimmick <laughs> <laughs> Mystico, wait! I take that back. Mystico maybe could be easy. He's really short, right? <laughs> so he, he's, he's to get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in your pocket.
1: There you go. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about how we opened the show tonight with Ric Flair uh, coming out to a pop. Damn. Now, uh, Rick seemed off script tonight.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I I don't want to has aspersions about maybe he you know kicked a few back before no. going out there but he seemed very loose
2: no he's he's playing it very straight i just spoke with the guy two weeks ago
0: oh
2: um, good he uh dude that he's awesome i'm sorry for my money i just find him so damn entertaining
0: he just stands out in that ring when he's cutting that promo he just looks like he just comes across as real He doesn't seem like he's trying to recite a script or, and obviously he's not. You couldn't remember where SmackDown was later. You just just started going all over the place, but I liked it. It felt more organic and and just natural. It doesn't seem like the same WWE talk where it's like, it's all neatly scripted and you got to use the word WWE universe in there and all this stuff. It just comes across as authentic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so he announced the captain of his team for Crown Jewel, which is going to be Drew McIntyre, who came out tonight and had a return match, uh, defeating Ricochet. I, any
2: any association with Ric Flair for Drew, I'm all for. I mean, who gives a crap who's a captain of what team and who the teams are? I mean, let's just be honest. It doesn't have any matter. But for Drew, who, they, again, here's another young talent. They don't have get to the finish line, which his Blueprint, pun intended or unintended, is so obvious on how to book this guy. It's not brain surgery. Any one of us can do it. And I'm sorry, WD Creative, but it's true. It's simple. Drew is a monster. But you guys got confused by putting him in the same push with Baron Corbin, and you had to Mm. pick one tall guy over the other, and you picked Baron Corbin. Rightfully, Baron Corbin's nasty. He deserves it. But there's no reason you can't do both. There's no reason. They're not even the same type of characters. One's a killer. One's not.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't mind them pairing Flair with McIntyre.
2: It'd be great. Yeah. Haven't been talking for him. Oh my god. Yeah. Drew is frigging nasty. I don't know what they're what they're debating or waiting on that dude. As soon as he came back, in my opinion, rock it up is uh, attached to his back straight yes. to the top right away. Yeah. Right Better
1: up. attached than up. Um, so <laughs> they had that match. That's what you say
2: in uh, real, real life backstage. Like, this dude's got his rocket up his ass. That's <laughs> what they say when they're hating on somebody who's getting a push.
0: <laughs>
2: talents.
1: So Raj, you complained on Twitter that this match, Drew versus Ricochet, was too long.
0: I thought it was. I thought it was really good. But for having no stakes at all, I thought, uh, you know, for a three-hour show and this, you know, we're 45 minutes in by the time we get to the, the next thing. It just felt like too long for me. I, I, it, just add some stakes to it, you know. Have, have Flair out there saying he's going to announce his new, uh, new member for Team Flair tonight. Drew McIntyre comes out, says he wants to be on Team Flair. Flair says, "Look, you got a match with Ricochet coming up, right? If you beat Ricochet, I'll add you. So at least then he has to win that match. So there's a reason to win. There's, you know, it's not huge stakes, but it there's a reason that he has to win, and it it just keeps you more into of who wins and loses as opposed to just having a long match. It's a good match, but we see so many good matches every week.
2: What does that have to do with the time limit, though? The match for you, though.
0: That's I just cool. thought it just felt long to me. But like after a while, I was like, yeah, let's let's move on. You know. Why does stakes warrant a longer match? I mean, well, they, uh, then the story keeps you interested as opposed to just guys doing moves.
2: Because it's going long and it won't appear long because you're excited about the match or you're following
0: everything. Exactly. Like, you want one person to win over the other for a real reason. Like there's a, a real there's stakes. Yeah. And it
2: makes you glued in with your attention about everything. That, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But didn't, I mean, wasn't it just a given that McIntyre was winning this match tonight?
2: I don't know because
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I didn't know that. I'll be honest. You think, oh, so? he just got announced as his captain, but this is WWE.
0: You could Yeah, yeah exactly. If common sense would be that McIntyre went over here. But how often do we see someone return from injury and WWE beats him right off the bat? Who,
2: who, so, come on. Who's the other young guy? Um, God, I'm terrible with names. Young guy they've been pushing here and there. He's been working AJ a lot in six man. Cedric? Cedric? Okay, yes. Him. Logic said that dude should be going over like, during, like I think it was his first two outers, like big stars, after receiving a mini push that he should have been winning. Yeah. And so like it doesn't always work with logic with that.
1: Well, yeah. with heels though, I mean, because with the baby face, the heel can always cost the baby face to win somehow, oh, some dirty way that they uh...
0: beating a baby face, it it take your babies. Yeah. One thing to note regarding the women's um... Stuff is that Natalia did wrestle Sarah Logan on main event. I don't know if they're both on Raw. I'm forgetting. I, I think Natalia is, but so um, they could have easily had that match on on Raw. But anyway,
2: I appreciate them not just throwing it out there for the sake of throwing it out there though, and being a gimmick. I like mm-hmm. I like the, I just said I just put them over on my Fox affiliate here. What I really was impressed with WWE when they made Becky Lynch the in draft choice. It wasn't. Look at us. We picked a woman number one. You know, (laughs) it was, she's the best damn star we've got. This is number, is our number one draft choice. What? Like, I liked that way better. It was, I thought it held more around.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, And we had flair celebrate with drew after the win there. And drew, I mean, I have to say drew looked the loosest he's ever looked doing some of the flair mannerisms. I mean, I liked that. He didn't look so stiff for a change.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know what, and that's what's t- crazy when you think about it, because he's been out. Like we haven't seen really too much of him, right?
0: Uh-huh. Drew, you, yeah.
2: I uh, when it was like that for me, and I'd be coming back to TV. I used to be a little tentative for a while before I get comfortable again.
0: Yeah, and and Drew mocking Hogan and doing the the mocking the the flexing and everything, he just he looked like a star. Yes,
2: yes, he did main event star.
1: Uh, so let's take a moment thank the sponsor of this episode, which is SeatGeek. SeatGeek. Seat Geek. Raj, you've been going out lately. You've been doing stuff when you're not doing this podcast or hanging out with your buddy Ryback. You've, uh, gone to some sports games, going to some events, some concerts, living a life as it were.
0: Yeah. Two Broncos games in one week last week, the Thursday one I'd rather forget about. (laughs) Um, yeah, I've been, uh, and it's just been SeatGeek every time. Just boom. I, I don't even go to any other uh, sites anymore, just because I learned from the beginning that SeatGeek is, uh, it, it offers the best value. It tells you which seats are good, if the value is good, if it's not a good deal, and it's clear as day. So it, it, it makes ticket buying so easy.
1: I'll tell you, uh, my wife and I decided last night that we're going to go to Los Angeles in three weeks and call up SeatGeek. Wanted to go. There's a party down reunion happening uh, at Vulture Fest. Went to SeatGeek, bought tickets for that, and then started saying, hey, what's going- what else is going on in Los Angeles when we're down there? Bought tickets to like five events. Just boom, 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 boom. They make it so, so simple to find the things you want find out what's going on in your area compared to every other ticketing website, every other ticketing website sucks. It's like they make getting to the event difficult on purpose. It's like, they're so big. They know they can get away without caring about the customer experience or giving you what you want. Their site's annoying. They don't have the events that you want. They just flat up don't care every time you search something. Oh, Hey, pick out all the crosswalks in this photo just to look for tickets. It's like, they're just trying, they're challenging you to get to the event. But with SeatGeek, there is a better way. SeatGeek has millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee. You can search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for all in one place. And in this industry, the ticketing industry, which tends to stagnate, SeatGeek has decided to stand out from the crowd. They have built the fastest way to find tickets. So you can stop searching, find the perfect seat, and start enjoying it. And why are they better than the rest? Just look at the App Store. Over 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction? It is a better process. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. They rate each deal on a scale of 1 to 10, and they have an interactive seat map, so you want to know exactly where you're sitting. You could break down the details. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. Ross, do you ever get this when you travel, where you've got to look at five different sites to figure out everything that's going on? Oh, this place has some concerts. This place has some comedy. With SeatGeek, I look to Los Angeles, put in my dates, and it's like, you know i don't want to reveal too much about some of the tickets we bought because you might as, might give me a hard time as you've been known to do on this podcast uh but yeah it's you know hey if we want to go see uh matt and kim see some indie pop boom if we want to go see melissa manchester boom sea geeks got the tickets when we go to AEW and they come out to california next year boom sea geeks got it right there you can find everything you're looking for all in one place They make it so 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 simple I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. And what I love is that every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. It's by far the fastest, easiest way to find tickets. Like I said, used it for a bunch of stuff on this L.A. trip. Going to use it for my New York trip later. Looking forward uh, to when I go to wrestling again next year when AEW is out here. WrestleMania. Everyone's talking now, oh, WrestleMania on sales. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just going to wait for SeatGeek. I'm going to get that and Boom in Tampa next year. We're going to do the live Wrestling Inc. podcast and I'll meet up together. And then I'm going to go to Mania, going to go to TakeOver. SeatGeek is going to get me into everything and it's going to be so, so easy. And we've got an awesome deal for our listeners. SeatGeek is even going to give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Just download the SeatGeek app today. Use the promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Absolutely. Ah, uh, Mania's going to be here before we know it.
0: Yeah, how far of a drive is that for you, Matt? Yeah. Where's the Tampa? Tampa, hour
1: and a half. All right, we'll have to talk about this. We have to do it. Yeah. Have to. Have it to. is a must. I already got it on my calendar. I'm going to Tampa. All right. Gonna <laughs> this time i'm gonna meet up with matt in person not like when i was in orlando we traded two texts about the weather and then i just ghosted him completely <laughs> yes he <laughs> did that's my move uh anyhow so tonight uh oh man jesus uh oh we gotta talk mm. about this uh we gotta talk about lana and rusev and bobby lashley and all this stuff but first alistair black Cut a variation of the same promo, and then faced enhancement talent Jason Reynolds in a quick showcase with Alistair Black asserting his dominance. Great. Um, does it feel like they're rebuilding him from the ground up to you, Matt?
2: I don't know. I just know I like the good, quick squash match for him and showcasing you know what he's about. I'll take those matches all day long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can see that they got some plans for him, um, and he looks—you know—he comes across like he could be a star. So I think he. he I liked it. I I like that. You know, sometimes with AEW, they'll have what should be an enhancement match go forever. And I like that this was quick and sweet what it's supposed to be. Alistair Black just beating the hell out of someone, getting the win, and looking good. Yes.
1: This uh, AOP promo tonight, how did this stack up to the other ones for you, man? It wasn't as
2: great as some of them, but I thought it was still good. I like what they're doing with them. It's better than what they were doing before.
0: This is the first time in a long time it's probably since Brock where guys have felt violent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like usually it's like fun or you know, I guess for bray too, but uh they're making these guys feel like you know like they're they're out to kill people, and I like it. that's old school that's you know that's how you your scripted combat sports that should be what these guys are trying to do is tear yeah. people's heads off, yeah.
1: Uh, Jerry the King Lawler in the ring. Out comes Rusev and uh, talks essentially that Bob Lashley, which really changes the name. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: it uh, does. It doesn't sound right. Terrible.
1: Sounds like Chicago Land's biggest Chevy dealer. Uh, Bob Lashley. <laughs> <Chevy> dealer. <laughs> Bob Lashley for it. Yeah. Uh, um, he blames it all on Bob Lashley. The, uh, Lon is under his spell, as it were. And then Live from the from Lana's favorite restaurant that she wanted to go to Ruse, uh, go to with Rusev, uh, yeah, basically saying that Rusev never listened to her, never was interested in what she was interested in. Bobby took me to that <coughs> restaurant; he's taking care of my needs, and I'm going to take care of him. But there was uh, some eating of desserts. It as was you very play, uncomfortable.
2: president, say as it were,
1: as it were. <laughs> I, eh,
0: I don't like these
2: segments; these make me uncomfortable.
0: you know you know i like when they try to do i I, well i like stories uh for feuds and and twists and turns and things like that but the problem and i had this with the roman reigns you know getting hit by the car Mm -hmm. the follow-up and the execution is just so corny it's not believable it just comes across as campy it does that here it's not I'm not. It feels so fake that I'm not like rooting for Rusev. I'm just feeling bad for these guys, and um, it, it, it's just like it's not like a lot of the feuds back in the '80s or '90s where it felt a lot more real.
2: Didn't you also get the vibe that Jerry Lawler didn't know Rusev? Like <laughs> I just I don't know. I didn't think like he was out there <laughs> like declaring The Rock was about to come out or Stone Cold or hell, Nomination, Domination, D'Lo Brown, anybody. <laughs>
1: I think Roots have street clothes tonight Did not make him look like a star And maybe that's what they were going for Is they wanted him to look very humbled um, And very beaten down
2: haircut and facial hair stuff is what's killing him
0: The porn stash yeah. But with the white if... t-shirt Yeah Just it is it, yeah, it just comes. It, Here's one other thing, though, Raj. I always forget
2: to point this out. One of the things that also was intriguing, though, just on a, on, a, on a side note about like the '90s wrestling you were talking about, mm-hmm. how we were way with more to sink our teeth into every freaking match, every angle, everywhere on the card. Right? We mm-hmm. were so intrigued. So much of that, too, though, Raj, was the fact that they just had let the cat out of the bag that this is a work, and then they started doing this work shoot stuff that. Holy crap! If you remember back in the day, like that blew our minds that we were like learning real names of wrestlers, uh, what their real like who they really are. So that, I always thought that added so much to it that made me care about these people so much more because now I know their real name. They're not this guy. They're this. And they would say their real name, or you know what I mean. There was more realness thrown into it for so many years after being cartoony wrestling. Yeah. I- I think they were able to, I don't want to say cheat off of, but that attitude I uh, definitely enjoyed that today's generation does not get.
0: Yeah, I don't, so I don't, I don't know if this is, a, this is probably not the best example to use, but uh, Kevin Sullivan and, and, you know, with the stuff he did with Chris Benoit, like that, those, if you go back and watch those segments, it felt real. And ultimately it, it became real because she yeah. really did leave him. But um, it, you know, it didn't feel hokey when you're watching it. It felt like no, this one was one. legitimate
2: cool storylines we got to to watch actually you're right but like as a whole i mean the business as a whole today the, the cat's been out of the bag for so many years you know we're asking you to really suspend your disbelief i'm still waiting for that next something to come i don't know what it is but it's there i don't know what it is that changes the business again i just don't know what the hell it's gonna be
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. I feel like they could still do it right. We saw it with Edge and Lita. Uh, it made That angle made Edge into a star, like a real main event heel with with Matt Hardy. And those segments weren't corny. You know what I mean?
1: Um, There was realness in that. Yeah. Well, do you you get the sense that tonight... Okay, so look at what they just did with Maria and Mike Kanellis, uh, the storyline there. Yeah, it's some
2: real realness that would piss me off and get me drawn in, Glenn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But... The angle there, there was like, you're not a real man, you can't satisfy me, yada, yada, yada. Do you feel tonight like they're almost patting themselves on the back and saying, well, Rusev wasn't paying attention to Lana's needs, uh, you know, overall wasn't going to restaurants, wasn't attentive, wasn't kind? It that seemed like a weird swerve given the machismo and tone they've taken with this thus far, where Bobby's like creepily, you know, massaging on and whatnot there tonight. It seemed like a weird attempt to give some depth to the storyline, but it was out of nowhere.
2: What's that have to do with Maria though? I don't understand.
1: Well, with Maria, I'm saying it was sort of generic. You know, it was like, there was no platitude towards it whatsoever. Just like Mike, you're a cook. You're, you know, a bitch. Because you can't they're, satisfy they're smaller
2: me. on the storyline. They're there. They're toward the beginning of the card versus Rusev and Lana and Bobby. They're higher up the card therefore they get more TV time, more full yeah. time, more layers to their storyline and characters. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Maria riles me the F up. Like, I, I feel terrible <laughs> for him. I feel terrible for Mike Kanellis. Awful. So there's is- something there. I don't know how they're going to monetize that. I don't know if I think they even care to. But there is something there. Because it does not piss you guys off watching that. Do you feel horrible for him?
0: Well, the, the fact that he asked for his release showed that it was pissing him off, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's something you could easily relate to, though. Like, Oh, yeah. I, I
2: can imagine I- If my wife did that to me, I'd be
0: humiliated. Yeah, but when you're watching it, it it doesn't come, again, to me, it doesn't come across as genuine. It sounds like they're embarrassed. They're trying to bury this guy. That's what, you know, like they're just really putting the the boots to him as opposed to, to you know.
2: WWE's like just kicking him.
0: right, but like if you watch a TV show where a, a wife is trying to do that or she's really mean to her husband, it's not, it's, when you get way too over the top, it doesn't come across as realistic. I don't know. This woman told him
2: that she's pregnant with someone else's baby. (laughs) Yeah. And they haven't followed up on that at all. (laughs) There isn't... I can't even fathom. Guys, tell me. Tell me, viewers at home watching this right now, the podcast, those of you listening, chime in. What it could possibly be more embarrassing than that? Or more big getting big dog by your wife than that?
1: Yeah. That's bad. Uh, I like that they attempted to do something with it tonight but i was thinking Matt. we were talking about the last hip-hop songs that vince mcmahon listened to and what pops in my mind with this is ll cool j's i'm that type of guy and that that's how vince no thinks about no
2: clue this. what that even is no he does yeah. not you know, no.
1: that's he's very listening much Bobby. To bob, that's very much bob lashley's mo in this entire rusev storyline uh anyhow uh they went to the restaurant Lana wanted to go, like, so yeah, they went to the cool restaurant cool. Lana wanted to go to Stay tuned for more developments. Um, This is just bad. This is just terrible. (sighs) Somehow this is worse. I I think the Maria thing is better on a weird level, because at least, like you said, Matt, it taps into your base instincts. You have a reaction to that. You empathize with the guy. But with this now, it's like, I don't know, like, what's Rusev's side of the story? Maybe he didn't want to go there. Maybe he had a valid reason. We've all had disagreements <laughs> where our wife wanted to do something, and we didn't do it. I mean, I yeah. think every guy can relate to that.
0: And I think it's hard to sympathize with Rusev when she's treating him like that, that he still wants to get back together with her, you know? Yes. It, it, Triple H wouldn't have done that with Stephanie. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Yes. Um. So more happened. Uh, we'll get to that in a few minutes but then sincara versus andrade with zelina vega uh so with Sinkara, yeah they hyped up his return i actually for a minute thought he might win this match uh they really put him over and gave these guys uh some time out there
2: i i liked it uh it a very unexpected ma- like match for me to like i'll be honest i was like this is gonna be a squash match i don't care about this whatsoever sinkara has been on tv since the
0: beginning of time mm-hmm. um i don't care about this yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was the match itself was good. The action was good. Andrade, uh, Zelina Vega with that, you know, hurricanrana at the end. So, or how did she do it? It wasn't exactly a hurricanrana, but yeah, uh, you know, it, it was it was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought Andrade was winning from the beginning. I didn't see any uh, flying but, head scissors. no flying head scissors, but uh, yeah, was yeah. it there? Was it? <laughs> It's just it was a lot of this where the action was the action was good fine good but you're not you're not really enhancing a story or anything here yet and there's a lot of that tonight. Do you think just because of the video itself that just
2: got him over a little bit though even though it, it, I, th- I thought it did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it seemed like they're building something. So they had Humberto Carrillo watching backstage. Then in his interview, we talked about Seth Rollins would set up their match for later in the night. Um, yeah. I, too, by the way, I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I mean, and that's the thing between Humberto, between Andrade and Sankara, Yeah. What I liked about this is this wasn't the Lucha House Party. Let's throw all these guys right. out there in a squash.
2: Let's treat them serious. as serious badass. Fast as hell. Athletic as hell. Great wrestling athletes.
1: Yeah. And they could they could absolutely go somewhere from here if they choose to stick with this i I kind of hope they do i thought they made Sinkara uh they made you care about him again tonight because he was not always booked that well
2: doesn't sound so so markish i think he's got a cool mask i think his mask is awesome that's cool i thought honestly this is huge praise i i I think it looks cooler than Ray's even just that the, the look of it if you didn't know who was underneath it and who played what character and you showed that mask to someone i think they would think that's a cooler mask yep
1: yeah, no, I mean, he looks like a superhero.
2: Yes.
1: Um, Backstage, we had R-Truth uh, tonight. It was the Singh brothers that he was interacting with and mixing things up with.
0: Well, not uh, just that. They beat him for the 24-7 title.
1: Yes, and then he uh, was chasing them after.
0: Yes. Yeah, was it Sunil Singh, Samir Singh? One of the Singh brothers who won the title. Uh, Samir. Okay. Hey,
2: have you ever won a WWE title?
1: It's true. I've I not won
2: a WWE title.
0: <laughs> I have not. So
1: <laughs> good on the, them. The thing, yeah. <laughs> WWE champion Samir Singh, um, the Viking Raiders. So wait, wait.
0: So singles titles, Samir Singh won. Braun Strowman zero. <laughs> wait
1: he won minute. the greatest Royal Rumble. Braun Strowman hasn't. You know. You're right. He hasn't won a singles title
0: yet.
2: And I know the arguments, an argument like Kurt used to say to me like I was in TNA and other things. Like it, it, Some guys don't need – like big guys generally don't really have to have a championship, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's just a creative way, polite way of saying, you know, he's <laughs> going to be a champion or something, you know? But he does, he, he's either a world champion or he's nothing.
0: Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, it would be, it would be way worse for Strowman to win the 24-7 title. So he's oh, better way God. away from that thing. I'm just yeah. – Making a joke, even intercontinental US, even uh, yeah,
2: he's a big deal. He should be a heavyweight champion.
1: No, I agree. Uh, then Viking Raiders versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, the Viking Raiders, uh, picking up a win over the team they defeated to get the titles uh, a few weeks back.
2: I'm going on strike from talking about this. That's how, how, how pissed I am at how they're treating these two.
1: It seems to me like a small segment of the audience is extremely into the Viking Raiders and the rest of the audience that was there alive does not give a shit at all.
0: I like that they followed up them winning the tag titles with them defending it. Yeah, because how often do they have the guys win, and then the next Absolutely. week they're, yeah, the 50-50, they get beat, and the next week, if right. it was a revival, they probably have them getting beat. So, you know, I like that they got them a win, but again, it's another match where, it's just kind, of, kind of a squash match, nothing wrong with it, but it was just there. Zegler and Rude are like,
2: they could close your show out if you gave them another good tag team to work with, they could easily close out any show in that damn company. Mm-hmm. I just don't get what the freak they've done wrong or what they're No, they file Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah,
1: tonight. wait, why is it on the website? That's oh wait, I'm sorry. I re... No, uh sorry, Raj, on the website it says Rudin Ziegler.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it was Hawkins and Ryder. It was
1: Hawkins and Ryder. I apologize to Robert Rudendolf Ziegler. Uh See? I know in this trying time of losing the title, hurts to be reminded of this. Uh but yes, it was Ryder and Hawkins. <sighs> Wrestling Inc. Um
0: Hey man, that's a lot of quit typing to do mistakes will happen sometimes
1: for <laughs> like if we're going off this and folks i know we've talked about the behind the scenes of this before if i didn't have the wrestling Inc. recaps i can't remember what i watched 10 minutes no
2: ago. no that's a real shoot that's i just said that on smackdown last week i was like guys do you even remember what we watched because it's so forgettable yeah yeah if you, Three don't, hours ha- of anything. If you don't bring it up and put it in front of me again i don't remember unless something really special happened yeah and i've got thing to remember everything yeah, Yeah.
1: Uh, no, anyhow, um, yes, or I'm smoking crack, as Darth Prime is what You know, I've actually never watched Raw under the s- influence of anything.
2: Mm. Smoking
0: crack, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> You've never watched under crack?
1: No, but I'm saying I've never watched <laughs> Raw while on uh, anything of a, of a medicinal substance. I've never watched Raw after having a beer or two. Yeah. Um, this could be a whole new world for me.
0: Yeah. Apparently, uh, it, it's been a hit when I've watched Raw after a few beers. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: People love Drunk Raj. When did,
0: okay, Raj, I
2: was on your Twitter. When was it? Today. And there was some... What were you saying in there? Um, I got to find it. Never mind.
1: <laughs> Let's just have dramatic readings from Raj Geary's Twitter feed.
2: It's may funny. going off on something.
0: Oh, maybe it was over this weekend. Uh, yeah i think we were talking about the ratings and
2: no Yo, yes yeah. you were not coming off that hill you were dying on that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: no. no absolutely and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later
1: <laughs> uh so the viking raiders won over hawkings and Ryder, right. and then they stood tall as the music hit i i just i want the authors of pain to come out and destroy these guys
0: uh, the Viking Raiders, yes,
1: the Viking Raiders. <laughs> Something about this gimmick just triggers me in the weirdest, weirdest way.
0: I, I, I hope, I, I hope they built, they built to it and don't go to it too far. I actually think that could be a WrestleMania tag team match. So,
2: really, if, if they built it right and they get rid of the stupid corn, this corn, horns on their damn helmet thing, yes, yeah, they're gonna, they're <laughs> curious, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. They're going to have a Viking army at WrestleMania if they come out. And if that's a WrestleMania match, they're going to have It's going to be like Braveheart, like a big Viking ship. It's going to be so cheesy.
2: They're they're, they're berserker. They're not even like Vikings. Did you watch the show Vikings, they're not wearing those stupid things on their heads. (laughs) Yeah, Edge is on that show. Yeah, they don't wear that stupid horns coming out. Like maybe a couple characters, but there's others that don't.
1: Is that show good?
2: Very good. Really good. And they're so lazy to stole names from the damn show.
0: <laughs>
2: Say their names again. They probably they probably
0: texted Edge. They're like,
2: hey, Edge name some characters from your show. Do you remember their names?
1: Eric and Ivar.
2: Ivar, that's one of the main characters. He's a heel. He's one of the <laughs> brothers on that show. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Ivar.
1: Interesting. Oh, yes, I see now. Um, anyhow, after this match, oh, we were back. Fauna and Bobby at dinner. The manager asked them to leave because Rusev's on his way. <sighs>
2: yeah. Mute, mute Bobby Lashley is not getting any heat here with me. Because oh. every guy, every pig out there is going, Well, I'd be doing the same thing. <laughs> Good for him. It doesn't piss anybody off. There's no heat there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I, just being honest. I don't think people see it that way. If Bobby was bragging about it and like really into it, I you know, like, what are you going to do about it? Look what I'm doing with your girl. Like, stuff like that. That'll piss people off.
1: That's what he should be doing. Like, he's not.
2: Matt, but let me put it this he's way. Just, if- like, j- Guy Smiley. Yeah, He's,
0: Bobby and and Rusev are just not good in this role. Again, I hate to always bring up '90s references, but remember when they kind of did the same angle with Elizabeth and Macho Man and and mm-hmm. Flair, and and Elizabeth oh, yeah, was yeah. went with Macho Man, and he was spending Macho Man's you know yeah, divorce bought, money.
2: I bought WWF Magazine to read the article on that. That's how great that storyline was.
0: Well, that was real. Macho Man really did get divorced from Elizabeth, and the fact that they were able to use that was that stuff with. Um, with oh. Flair because they did it twice they did it in in WWF they did this stuff yeah and yeah. but WCW they went like Elizabeth turning heel and oh. going with flair oh, that I didn't like that one yeah but Flair he was he was so good at it that it made you want to see macho man kick Flair's ass yeah this you don't care either way
2: yeah you gotta flaunt it you really gotta flaunt it dangle in front of his face and make him Everybody can relate to that. I want to punch that guy in the face and make it seem believable.
1: I was know? saying uh, he should reveal his plan—that he's like Ben Affleck in Mallrats, and Mallrats—and he's just, you know, telling Lana what she wants so he can take advantage of her. Although in story, clearly he already has. Yeah. Um, if, you're,
0: if you're casting for a role, Ashley's just not the right guy for that. He's—you you no, look at him; he's not no. comfortable in that role. No, he's not.
1: Yeah, I don't quite believe it. Lana's good. Yes. Yeah. No, she plays plays the part well. Uh... Oh, here we go. Well, Rusev showed up at the restaurant. Police tried to separate them. Rusev tore shit up. Yeah, it is what it was. I'm sure this will be the most watched thing on YouTube from all this week. Yeah. Rey Mysterio came out talking about he was training Kane Velasquez to get him ready, take the title from Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. I wasn't aware this was a title match between Kane and Brock.
2: Are you concerned?
1: Uh, I, you know, I really,
2: win the Universal Championship. I'll give everyone the spoiler right now. It ain't happening. You don't think so? Hell no. You think you guys think so?
0: I don't think so. What
1: I've seen people run. I, I mean, I can't
0: see Brock beating Kane the first time out either. I, I almost see them doing a crap ending. Yes, that's what's
2: going to have to happen. And for those of you who want to say, well, you know, you guys told me last time you guys made the argument that Cain Velasquez has a huge, you know, Spanish following. This move to Fox will help hit that demographic. Guess what? That demographic's coming to watch the match. They've already got him. That's what he's being
0: used for. It's called stealing a pay per view. They're stealing a pay per view with Cain Velasquez. Hmm. And, well, and Cain is signed to a multi year deal. And it's, that's legit. It's not, you know, when they're saying it at the press conference. So Cain is going to be with WWE for a while. Um, I don't know. I I see him out there. He looks like you see. He doesn't look at the crowd at all. He seems like he's got stage fright when he's out there. And he you would see that in the UFC too. He wasn't the most charismatic guy. He's a great fighter. Um, but as far as a pro wrestling personality, he's not one I would you know, look at with the UFC guys and be like, he that guy could be a great pro wrestler. Yeah.
1: So Paul Heyman interrupts. Does the Paul Heyman thing, and we'll talk about the Randy. Yeah, we'll talk about story. the story. Talk about that. It's mm-hmm. definitely worth talking about. Uh, Randy trolling wrestling fans everywhere with his posts. Um, but Shelton Benjamin comes out. This to me was the surprise, the X factor. Not Brock. Shelton Benjamin coming out talking about Brock's his buddy, and uh, Brock's gonna beat him up, and I'm gonna beat you up. And then Kane comes out and beats up Shelton. <sighs> Are Shelton and Brock tight, Matt?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were um, They were legitimately roommates. Uh, they legitimately trained together. Brock, uh, part of his signing with WWF at that time, he asked that they sign Shelton as well. Okay. Uh, they were in a tag team. They were called, were they called a Minnesota wrecking crew? They were called something like that.
2: Minnesota stretching
0: crew. Minnesota stretching crew, right. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, they uh, so I actually liked it in the sense that this was real, but it would have been, um, nice if they explained, well, I guess they explained it. So they
2: had the coolest finisher ever, Minnesota stretcher crew, they would do, they both get up on the opposite sides of the ring on the top ropes. Shelton would hit a moon. as Brock would hit his, uh, shining uh,
0: what do you call it? The shooting star press, uh, the shooting star press. Yeah. Yeah. Brock used
2: to,
1: Yeah. Well, uh, history is not fully written yet, but Shelton seems like the Genetti of that tag team.
2: I like that they're using Shelton here. I like Shelton's a great athlete. Looks like a million bucks. Looks like a superstar. I know he's that, older, but I'd like to see him being used.
1: Well, yeah. the, re- the reason yeah. I have skepticism and ask about this is because of how they've treated Shelton since he's been back in WWE. Yeah.
2: Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is good use. This is better um, than being used at all.
1: But in that weird thing when he was just staring in the camera and not saying anything for all those weeks.
0: You don't really see guys getting their friends pushed as much uh, like you used to in the eighties, where like if you're like Hogan would with with Beefcake. There's a lot of guys that are really close friends with Roman that are lower underneath guys that aren't getting pushed. It's you know it's not you you don't see that as much anymore.
1: Hmm. Uh, Kane came out. Is that a new theme or is that that's not Kane's UFC music?
0: No, he 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 used to come out to. uh, uh, you know, just regular music. Yeah.
1: No, I dug it. I mean, I don't it's know.
0: It's like salt, not salsa, but I don't, I don't know.
1: I thought that was good, but yeah, Kane beat up Shelton and we'll see what happens at crown jewel a week from Thursday.
0: Oh gosh. We're going to have a, a podcast on Thursday as well next oh, week. God, Lord.
1: <laughs> uh, so Matt, you're not doing that one, huh?
0: When is it? Thursday. Halloween. Halloween. And during the day,
2: no, I can't. I'm not watching that. Then. So no, it's it's
1: fine. fine. Um, anyhow, after this, what happened after this? Oh, Seth Rollins gave Humberto Carrillo a shot at the Universal title.
0: Good job, Glenn.
1: Well, I'm reading along here.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. I think there was a non title match.
1: Was it non title? Yeah, he gave him a match, regardless.
0: Yes, it was a great match.
1: It was. Although, commentary again. Can you imagine what would happen if Humberto Carrillo pins Seth Rollins?
2: Now, here's where, unfortunately, it does make sense to talk like that. This guy is an unknown, pretty much an unknown, who's coming out of nowhere. He's wrestling the number one wrestler in your company, your world champion. Yes, that fits here. But guess what? It didn't mean diddly squat because they've been saying it week after week, match after match. So you know what? Yes, WWE, we can imagine because you have ruined it
1: could you imagine if WWE creative really gave a shit and put some time effort and energy into getting some stuff past Vincent on the air I can't imagine what that would be like that yes. seems yeah,
2: yeah it's annoying I
0: agree with you I hate that they, they say it every freaking match mariachi music that's what I was trying to say for Kane's entrance in the UFC oh my God thank God you found that out <laughs> the song longer
1: called mariachi music or it was mariachi music
0: Glenn can we please stop talking
2: I'm, about this? Just,
1: I'm making conversation, Mr. Moore, Or probably, Mayor Moore.
2: We are a show here that we're covering yes. the matches.
1: Uh, so, about, Humberto uh, Carrillo. Yes. Great showcase. Uh, asshole yes. fans yes. chanting for Bray Wyatt.
2: That pissed me off. That pissed me off with that kid so badly. And we can yeah. point the finger, to, like you said, Raj, a little bit toward the booking of Seth. because It is the booking of Seth. It's not just Seth by himself who owns this, in my opinion. It's the yeah. Oh, for sure. That's hurt him enough to allow the fans to feel it's warranted to start chanting this. Usually the fans are better than that though. They see a young talent out there they usually get ex- usually the smart marks get pretty excited about the opportunity. And they play along, if you will. Do you know what I mean? They get a little bit mm-hmm. loud. They see what's at hand here and what's out, what's happening. There's a young one of the young guys that we've said we want to see get players. Holy crap, isn't he's working the world champion right now. Let's get behind him. But mm-hmm.
0: nope. Nope. We're gonna chant Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. We, again, you know, chanting for Bray. It, I definitely. I didn't feel like that was a response to Humberto, like you said, Matt. It was a response to Bray. I mean, uh, a response to Seth. Mm-hmm.
1: I do think the Power Rangers gear, maybe threw people a little bit with the cape, in the front, and all that. But I think Humberto is absolutely a star. I hope they give him something of substance from here.
2: What's the difference between him and Ali? <sighs>
1: Ali looks cooler, don't you think? I think Ali looks more. more <laughs> Ali's current. upgraded.
0: He's upgraded his too. Like if you look at his gear a couple of years ago, it looked a lot more
1: yeah.
0: puffy and.
1: Yeah, Ali looks like Iron Man. Uh, Humberto literally looks like a '90s Power Ranger.
2: I, but but where where is Ali at right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Touche. Um. So Seth Rollins won that match. It was a non-title win. After that. We had, our uh, truth chasing the Sing brothers and then the street profits versus the OC, the OC, uh,
0: this, this wasn't making much sense. So it's, it was supposed to be a street profits and, and a mystery partner against the OC. Yes. And AJ was never on the apron. He was acting like he was in the corner and then the mystery partner didn't come out till the very end. Um, Yeah, it just didn't make any sense why AJ was out on the uh, outside of the ring acting like a, you know, the manager.
1: Yeah. So, Street Profits, that entrance tonight, they got the crowd up on their feet. I think that, Matt, what we've complained about them not wrestling and them being the, like, Jay and Silent Bob of Monday Night Raw, that audience seemed super familiar with them and super pumped when they were going out in the crowd and doing all that tonight.
2: It's true. It is true, um, but they're so. That's my opinion. Them overcoming terrible booking and still getting themselves over.
0: Wait, what would you say about Jane Silent Bob?
1: No, they were like backstage, like Jane Silent Bob every week, oh, just commenting okay. on what's happening. Oh, so not gotcha. Part of the plot. Gotcha. Sorry, is that too? Should I say Rosa and Guildenstern? Like upgraded no, no, a little bit.
0: I actually don't know who that is, but. Um, yeah, yeah, no, they were over. I mean. You know i was we we would say like not every week at the street profits stuff was a home run but it did familiar familiarize them with the audience so they were they really they felt like stars coming out
1: yeah uh and then as the match started to wind down with like what one minute to go off the air the third man shows up and it's kevin owens
0: yeah yeah so this was where it made no sense. AJ got sent to the back. The referee was like ordering AJ to go to the back, even though AJ's the third person in this match. Right. Um it, it just made no sense. But yeah, Owen's music hit, he came out, hit AJ with the stunner. And yeah, that was that was about it. The Street Profits then beat uh beat Gallows or Anderson and got the win. Amber yep. So why is Kevin not using that pop up power bomb? I thought that's such a cool signature yeah now that he's back on raw i I would love for him to stop using stunner and go back to that pop-up powerbomb
2: but i'm being honest i know stone cold's finisher and it's epic and whatever you want to call it great finisher of all time i think physically looking the power the pop-up powerbomb looks cooler you can hit it out of nowhere more so than the way he sets up his stunner yeah
1: yeah so next week kevin owens dancing with the street profits talking about how he too wants the smoke
2: um is that what it says
1: no, Definitely. I think that's what's going to happen next and, week, though, right? Uh,
2: there's going to be a reincarnation of him with... Um, New Day. New Day, yeah. Doing silly dances that he is not look comfortable doing. At least you saw the turn
0: coming back then. That was cool. Someone's yeah. saying it was a two-on-two tag match. Then why do they have a mystery partner if it's two-on-two? Yeah, choppy choppy. <sighs> choppy choppy baby.
1: You know, they just keep redoing the same stuff, Matt. Here's what I'm going to do one week. We don't even have to do this podcast. I'm just going to get sound clips from previous week's podcasts, yes. put it together. It'll be a new Wrestling Inc. podcast. Just we'll recycle it the way WWE does. <laughs> yeah. Autopilot. Yep. So that was Raw. Um, yet, can't believe I'm going to say this. What? This was far from the worst Raw in yeah. recent memory. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, he was weird, but it was, it was pretty watchable.
2: I really dug that Humberto uh, Seth match. I've never really seen him go, to be honest, Humberto. I, I'm very new to him. So uh, I got to see what he's made of. Um, and he had a great showing for himself. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I got a question for Matt. All this talk of the TNA retro pay-per-view that's going to happen Wrestlemania weekend I'm assuming in Tampa Florida uh is there any chance uh what, the blueprint Matt Morgan tell
2: me what they're doing again I don't know
1: TNA Raj I believe at for Glory last night uh, and over shows this weekend teased doing a retro return TNA pay-per-view Wrestlemania weekend
0: yep yep whatever yeah whatever that means I guess the old TNA logo uh, I don't know no, I'm good
1: <laughs> you yeah. done I'm good yeah there you go. Rumor killer Matt Morgan. Um,
2: I don't want to go back to WWE. What the hell made you think I'll go back to TNA? I don't know. It's for one they night, have...
1: dude. It's there. It's right there.
2: Oh, like one night? You
1: mean? Yeah. Yeah. If WWE called and in Matt, we're okay, in Tampa. Okay, here's an honest
2: question. How's this for dedication yeah. and sacrificing folks? Yeah. Would it get in the way of me doing the podcast?
0: That's why we'd have, we'd have to make sure it's a night where... Uh, TNA's not doing their show. In general, the podcast. I'm going to give TNA the memo as long as we can have a wrestling
1: podcast.
2: <laughs> we, I mean, yeah, think the podcast well, would be amazing. I think it'll lead to something even cooler that we should be doing. I agree.
1: Yeah, we, we, we could make it work. I don't know. Uh, I think it would be fun, but it's, I think it's nice that when they talk about doing this, Matt, your name is one of the first names that's popping up for people, which Sweet. speaks to your legacy. Sweet. Yes. Uh, okay. Randy Orton, trolling yeah. folks.
0: Yeah, not I don't know how much of it is trolling or how much of it is uh, trying to get a new contract. Randy Orton he posted a photo of the Elite, like the, it's like the sign that said um, like Elite Travel or something, but the travel part was out, so you, it just said the Elite. And Orton tweeted out, uh, "Hold on, let me let me actually bring the the post up so I can say yeah. exactly what he did." So. Orton's looking at the elite sign, and he writes, Tick-tock, tick-tock, and he tags Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder, Luke Harper, Riddick Moss, Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, and Elias. Uh, you know, Luke Harper has asked for his release. Uh, the Revival and the past have wanted out. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it definitely looks like uh, Orton is, you know... Maybe negotiating in public a little bit. His, he signed a 10-year deal back in 2010, so his contract will be coming up in 2020. So I'm sure his now is probably when they're trying to re-sign Orton. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a good way to get more money from WWE is to kind of tease that you're interested in the competition. He would be phenomenal with AEW, though. I
2: know he'd be much harder than everybody, but like the matches he'd be pulling off with those guys, holy crap. Wrestle Rand, uh, Wrestle, Randy wrestles up to his uh,
0: talent. Who he's in the ring with, always. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the biggest stars in WWE. I mean, it would be a it'd be a big deal. It would be. So, it
2: would be. I, I'd really like to see that, honestly.
0: So, anyway, Orton he, he praised AEW a couple of weeks ago during oh, one, this Twitch, Twitch video game thing. So, um, yeah, I mean. Uh, Orton's a smart guy. I, I can definitely see him playing both sides against each other.
1: Yeah, get that money now. It makes no can, sense not to. He's going to start looking like his dad any day now. <laughs> I
0: don't see it. I think he looks amazing. No, I bro. know
1: what I'm saying. But aging sometimes hits people all at once.
0: Orton's dad looked 50 when he was 30. He always had that like oldish looking. <laughs> <you know? Yeah. laughs> it's like Arne Anderson. That's true. That's, <laughs> That's cool.
1: yeah. Um uh xavier woods is injured
0: yeah xavier woods uh let me bring that up um he got injured at that live event in australia we were talking about and they said that it is an achilles in uh, an achilles injury but not exactly what it was obviously an achilles injury it could be very bad depending on you know uh the the severity of it. it could be he could be out for nine months to a year So, no other details given right now, but Xavier Woods is out for a little bit.
1: Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is launching a U.S. subsidiary.
0: Yeah, so they announced that they're running, uh, it's called New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling of America. And basically what it seems like is it's just they're running a bunch of live events. Uh, Six cities across four states in the West. Seven cities across six states in the Midwest, four cities in Texas, six cities huh. across four states in the Southeast, wow. and four cities across three states in the East. Now, I don't know. We'll we'll see. There's just – I just feel like right now people are looking at AEW success and thinking like there's this big pro wrestling boom and everyone can get in on it. And it's – AEW is kind of a unique animal. So. Yeah. Um, the la- every time New Japan comes to the U.S., unless they're running a really small building, uh, every time they've been drawing smaller and smaller crowds.
1: Yep. We are at peak wrestling, and it's going to get worse. Uh, let's talk about the SmackDown ratings this past Friday.
0: Yeah, so uh, we had mentioned this earlier. SmackDown this past Friday did 2.418 million viewers. Uh, it was down to, to, to 16% from last week down 44% from the premiere. So, you know, WWE, they were saying that they were expecting the move to Fox to lead to a big boom period. But now we're getting numbers that Raw was beating a few weeks ago. So it's As not what pointed out, though. Is this the third highest SmackDown rating of the year? Well, yeah, they're on Fox. I mean, now Fox is, you know, it's the A show. So if you look at the ratings for what the A show should be, it's not the highest rated of the year, or, you know, whether they're on Fox, I don't care what network on. Raw to me is always going to be their flagship show. Yeah, well, they're trying with Lesnar and Roman and Bray all on SmackDown yeah. until this product changes and they start creating some excitement. You, new fan, it's not like just promotion that just because you're promoting the show, new fans are going to tune in and like it. You, there, there needs to be a reason for them to stick on. And what they've yeah. prevent, pre- presented on SmackDown, if I'm watching for the first time in years, I don't see what's going to, you know drag me in
1: you still doing a friday mornings matt what do you mean on your fox affiliate you still doing friday yeah. morning previews okay when that stops then we know wwe is in trouble with fox
2: oh good call as far as it yeah as far as excitement for it as well not a yeah. priority
1: anymore at that point right yeah. yeah yeah we'll see uh when they start saying matt do you know anyone that could come on and talk about the Masked singer like that's when it's you know <laughs> clearly they've, shift. they've shifted um We'll see what it does, man. So this Friday, SmackDown is going to be on Fox Sports 1, FS1. They're promoting the hell out of this. They're saying for one night only, one time only, this is happening. Um, what do you think this does to the rating moving to a deeper cable network?
2: I don't know what to make of this, Raj. FS1.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to do uh, 1. 1.6, 1. 1.7 billion, somewhere in there. Like yeah. it, FS1's far fewer homes are going against the World Series Friday night. <laughs> it's going to come back up the following week, but this week they're going to be crushed. I think AEW and NXT, they're up against the world series as well on Wednesday. So I think they're going to get a bit of a hit. Uh, so I think all the shows this week, will probably see their lowest numbers. You know, those three, you know, probably for the year and raw, I'm sure it'll be one of the lower rated shows of the year.
1: Well, there you have it. Matt Morgan can't even stay awake. That's how much raw has beaten down his will to live. <laughs> <laughs> He's given all the attention he had left in the day, not to his family, not to his constituents, but to you all here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And for that, Matt Morgan, we thank you. Uh, (laughs) Let's wrap this up. We're going to be back here Wednesday night to talk AEW and NXT. And Matt's going to have a little extra pep in his step because Wednesday, (laughs) Matt, that's your favorite wrestling night.
2: By far. Yeah, I look forward to Wednesdays.
1: (laughs) there you have it he's bp matt morgan he's raj Geary underscore 303 i'm at glenn rubenson on twitter stay tuned to wrestling inc for all your latest wrestling news And until next time folks we'll catch you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care (sighs)
2: thanks (laughs) raw are you ending it or